You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, world. Welcome one. Welcome all to Monday Football Monday here on the SB Nation NFL Show. A reminder before we get started that this show is brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That's code SBNNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. As mentioned, this is Monday Football Monday. This is the SB Nation NFL Show. We're shocker. We like to talk about the National Football League. I say we. My name is RJ. I'm joined as always by Pete Tuinivero, head of Pride, by Rachel Prevet of Bleeding Green Nation. We are going to talk about the latest headlines in the world of the NFL on this particular Monday. You can watch us on the SB Nation NFL Twitter page, the SB Nation NFL Facebook page, the SB Nation NFL YouTube channel. And as always, you can listen to us wherever you get your podcast. Search for the SB Nation NFL show. Leave a rating, write a review. He was absent last week. He has been a traveling fool all over the place and coming in, measuring at six foot four from the Syracuse Orange. He is P to the E to the T E Sweetie. P, welcome from the Big Apple. How you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh I'm not six foot four. I'm a I'm a nice That's ripe. A I'm a nice ripe five nine. Uh, back in my my dating app days, I, I would put five ten, you know, just for a little bit of a boost. But uh, mm-hmm. out of the dating app right now, which is good. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in New York. I'm in New York for Easter, uh, which is nice uh, with some family. Easter was on Sunday. It's Easter Monday now, and and here we are. It's day one of of voluntary workouts for thirteen teams. So it feels like a lucky number. And uh, RJ, I feel lucky to be with you this morning. You know what I mean? It's that that's the camaraderie that we've developed over the years, I feel. I will say I missed you last week. We handed out uh the MF double MVP. Did Rach- they win it? Rachel the traitor handed it out to to BLG. So we can right. we can address that when um when today's award um comes to pass. But I was hoping that maybe the show was so poor that it, it was given to me because it, I was missed that much. It, obviously mm. that that didn't happen. Uh, as I heard, I listened to the show, of course. Right, right, right. Uh, and, and, um, and and Rachel, yeah, uh, traitor again. She ended it to stats too. The, I know the, she did. And she she loves to cheat on Monday guest. Football Monday. I mean, it's, that's right. You know, the 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 stats yeah. are what they are. Um, you you mentioned Easter. If you follow Pete Sweeney on Instagram, I'll just say this: the Sweeney clan, they mm. they don't they don't half butt this thing. I mean, you know what I mean? Like they. <laughs> They are all in. There was a That's game right. with like a wrapped turkey and some dice that yeah. was going on. They, um, it, they some was, people like Easter eggs. We we have the Easter ball. It was mm. a wrapped ball. There's prizes that fall out. Interesting. I mean, the video probably will still be up for another twelve hours. So PG Sween on Instagram, check out check out that story if you want. 
I will say I responded to one of Pete's Instagram stories. I did not get a response. Pete saw Come From Away on Broadway. Mm. I mean, this guy, you know, is lighting up the town. What did you think about the this? That's a powerful story, what happened in Newfoundland. Yeah, my mom and sister are big Broadway fans. Last mm-hmm. time we went to see Phantom of the Opera, a little dark for my taste. Mm-hmm. Uh, this mm-hmm. felt like a, a brighter story in, in what was a distressed time. So very quickly, on September 11th, a lot of these planes had to be you know, taken down because there was a, a no-fly zone. Because They were rerouted, I think, is the rerouted. term looking for. Right. I'm, right, I'm not saying it correctly. But they were rerouted. They had to land. No one could fly for a week. So like 19 of these planes landed in this little city in Newfoundland, which of 7,000 people, and then it more or less doubled the population. So they had to get food and shelter and stuff. And there's a whole play about this. And you're probably like, how did they make a whole play out of this? Because that's what I was saying going into it. And it ended up being an elite play. Not that I'm necessarily a play connoisseur or expert. I've seen about three or four, uh, but I would say top one out of the three or four that I've seen. Um, I will add that if anybody has any interest, I believe um, it is on Apple TV plus um, they have like one of those, you know, they, how they shoot them sometimes like a, like a movie. So you can yeah. watch this particular show on Apple TV. Not, not an ad, just, I mean, you know, great play, uh, a lot of drama, some laughter, some tears, turn over to my dad, turn next to him. What is he doing? He's watching the New York Rangers on his phone. So that's the type of family that I'm I'm a part of. Yep. All right. Ice up. Anyway. All right. So we have a few pressing things to get into here on this edition of Monday Football Monday. We are going to talk about, um, I I, I guess, like just drama. I mean, it's really, you know, the theme. Um, High drama. Well, drama, you know, uh, Chase was a fan of the New York Rangers as well. I mean, they were all just like you, Pete, from the street to Queens. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, Kyler Murray stirring up some drama. This is Queens out- Boulevard, right? right? Yeah, no. Oh, you are Queens Boulevard. But Kyler Murray right. wants a new deal. The Cardinals don't really care, uh, which is a really interesting position for them to take. Um, so let's go ahead and start there, actually. Uh, Kyler Murray, Pete Sweeney, is eligible for a contract extension, having served three years in the NFL, the number one overall pick in 2019. I've mentioned this several times um, on SB Nation NFL Show Properties. Kyler is kind of the only person who tried the unfollowing on Instagram trick and nobody like again really noticed like everybody's like oh wow drama and then it was like that's just lame the cardinals themselves are like you want a new deal like you're threatening to hold out okay and that's the thing like we've now reached a point like i don't know that kyler had said this or maybe he he did and nobody cared and they had to remind people him and his agent eric burkhardt who only types in all caps uh kyler has said that he is not going to play this season without a new deal there is precedent for uh first round quarterbacks to get a new deal after their third year in the nfl you know this very well having chronicled patrick mahomes um kyler uh has a, a bit of an impressive resume but he also has a super not impressive resume given the way his teams have collapsed over the last couple of years um is this headed for divorce is this is this amicable it feels like there is some sort of standoff happening here uh, not at, at you know on a corner in winslow arizona but uh in glendale at the university of I don't think it's even called University of Phoenix Stadium anymore, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know what to necessarily make of this situation. You have a lot of this anti-Kyler smoke coming out from the walls, and that usually means some discontent with how he's maybe acted when it comes to body language and what you would Great call... Great song by le- Jesse McCartney featuring T-Pain. Mm-hmm. What you would call the le- the leadership factor... Uh, when, when it comes to, okay, sometimes you have these struggles and it does seem a little bit like from the outside looking in that Kyler diverts the attention that not being his fault. I don't know 
how much the organization with all these things coming out necessarily sees him as a leader. And when you have these billionaires, they like to make good investments. That's why they're billionaires. They see, okay, an imperfect player when it comes to all around. Are they willing to, when they don't necessarily have to, because he is still under contract, hand out this mega deal to make him one of the richest players in the NFL? Because every time the latest quarterback signs, they're signing for what they feel is is their value, and, and they're handing out a lot of money to this guy. And so I, I think what is happening in, in this situation is you're seeing a, a thing where Kyler is like, here's what I've done, which includes 90 touchdowns has changed the franchise and, and to an extent has gotten it back to uh, some relevance there. And then you have the ownership that is saying, no, no, we need to see a more complete package and both have a pretty good case. What I find odd is you have a situation where, and I've said this all the time on this, on this show that we do together, RJ, there are not 32 of these guys in the NFL. There are probably not like 16 of them. Kyler, is one of the 16 or whatever you want to say. And so he does to me have more leverage. I'd rather he not be in a sense, a crybaby about it. I I'd like to see mm. him just be like, okay, you know what? Fine. Let me get to the end of my contract. Similar in a way, in a very different way that like, Lamar, Lamar Jackson Jack- yeah. Lamar is handling it. Let me, you, you guys don't want to do it now. Fine. Let me, you know, to, to a Kirk cousins extent too. let me make you pay. Let me force your hand. Joe Flacco is another one. I keep saying Ravens. Um, Dak Prescott. There you go. Um, that is a, an approach to, that you could take. But obviously, Kyler's drawing a line in the sand. And both sides have points. I think it could go in a lot of different directions. It, but I, at the end of the day, I just come to this. It would be insane for the Cardinals to let one of the these top 15 guys go. Because then you're in a situation like the Atlanta Falcons is, are, where – you you you're in purgatory uh, the houston texans is davis mills one of these guys no you know like I, and to accept that when maybe you could find a, a a middle ground here it just seems like an insane play and that is why you're seeing teams like the falcons here like the maybe the carolina panthers show a little bit of interest in in acquiring kyler because they're in that hell and the fact that arizona is entertaining it is so insane to me I do agree. Um, it's it's kind of a pass-fail proposition. You're either a franchise quarterback or you're not. Obviously, the, you know, people have put that in different ways many different times. Um, last week on the NFC East Mixtape, a unique show here at SB Nation, you can listen to on the Blog of the Boys, Bleeding Green Nation, Big Blue Viewer, Hogs Haven Podcast Networks, uh, Brandon Gotten and I, we ranked NFC quarterbacks, Pete. Um, where would you, just off the top of your head, just throw out a number very quickly, where would you say Kyler ranked for us? Of the, the NFC, NFC quarterback. NFC quarterback hierarchy. I mean, had had to be top four, right? No. So again, like the order here can be massaged and however you want, but the top four we agreed are Aaron Rodgers. Again, however you want, Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford, Dak Prescott. Those are your top so four. Top, so top five then? Well, I would put Kirk Cousins ahead of Kyler. I mean, I I, I, would, would. I would like not. Kyler's really fast and can run, and that's awesome. But like his teams have collapsed over the last two years. He like what's What's his greatest like moment? Like the Hail Mary throw to DeAndre Hopkins like against Buffalo 2 years ago? Like that's is that the greatest moment? The, the I mean to me, I don't know. To me the the AFC is is has so many quarterbacks for to me the NFC right. so, is like, Tom, is, Tom, that's, Tom, that's Tom Brady. Going. Like is Derek Tom Carr Brady a better quarterback? Rogers. Would you rather have Derek Carr? No. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I I don't know. Like that that conversation is interesting for me at least. Like I just I'm like 
I agree that like throwing away a franchise quarterback because he's not the best is stupid, right? Like if he's the sixth best, that's still better than the 32nd best or to your point about, you know, Atlanta or Houston, the like 28th best. Or well, whatever. My, my point about the NFC is, is I think it is Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, And then I think it could have some leeway to go a lot of different ways. Cause it's just a lot of unknown from three on. I know Matt Stafford just won the Super Bowl. I understand. I understand Dak Prescott is, is a, a high end QB, but if someone wanted to put Kyler out of those two guys, I wouldn't call you insane. I probably wouldn't necessarily do it, but I, I just, but if he, he's that close, I think we're agreeing here. You got to make the deal. So, uh, and Peter King's 10 things, I think, um, actually a unique twist on that this week in, in football morning in America, it was actually titled piano. If you caught this 10 things, I think, I think so, um, a little bit more, um, like introspective than usual abstract, uh, right. Um, with buried within the, like Kyler Murray point, uh, was this line chances are microscopic that Murray plays this season under his current deal. We hear this a lot and we're going to get to the, uh, wide receiver situation in a moment. I think Kyler Murray would hold out. I, I really do. Like there, there are a lot of players who say they're going to, and then like ultimately show up. Right. Like, and then there there's some like discontentness or whatever, like even um, like everybody's freaking out right now about Kyrie Irving, uh, given the bird, the, the Boston crowd or whatever. Remember when yeah. Earl Thomas, I, I was reminded of this, uh, Jeff Cavanaugh does a lot of great work uh, starting the Cowboys tweeted about this. Je- Earl Thomas literally flicked off the entire Seahawks coaching staff and, like so but he was super dug in the ground but he showed up right he didn't want to miss his paycheck deshaun watson last year everything surrounding him showed up i actually think that kyler murray would hold out and not show up 100 percent. and and you know just a quick point on on flipping the bird sports are more exciting when you inject pro wrestling baby i say it all the time what was one of the bigger stories last year antonio brown running off the field fights you know People, when now everyone, you know, there's a flip of the bird. Everyone knows about it. Everyone's talking about it, even if you're not a basketball fan. So, uh, yeah, I love it. Um, this is some high drama. It's it's funny because, you know, you, you didn't really expect the Cardinals heading into the offseason to be maybe the most drama-filled team eventually heading into training Let's, camp. But like, I think this holdout is going to be the – and you know this well, RJ. I think this is going to be like the Dak Prescott of previous years where just – you talk because there's not a ton to talk about. You talk about it every day on the get ups and the good morning footballs and the first takes. When's Kyler showing up? Because uh, again, it, the quarter, it's just such a quarterback driven league. And if you're facing a situation where you're not going to have this quarterback who's thrown again, 90 touchdowns has gone to pro bowls uh, and, and is out there and could be a lingering trade piece. He's going to be the number one topic. I just don't think anybody cares. Like, and I think that's like not necessarily all to do with Kyler. I think it's some of like the Cardinals factor. And I think if you're like, think about it, like you're Kyler Murray, you're threatening to hold out and like, no, like nobody cares. Like it's like, whatever. I mean, and maybe he wants to get out of Arizona for that reason. Like it's a, right. it's and it's a, a, you, know, you make a good case. It's a diamond back town. They're <laughs> very diamond back focused. D back. Let's be clear. Like, D Baxter, the mascot that if, running if that wolf guy. If the name of your team is so that it has to be abbreviated for people to say it more often. It's the yeah. wrong name. You know what I mean? Like if, if people are calling you the D backs, like what other, what other team has that or people don't even actually say the word. Like imagine if people called the chiefs, like the C, the C, oops. you know what I mean? It just wouldn't make sense. Sure. I mean, I, I, for, you know, I, I am talking to the, the guy who runs blogging the boys, but I guess that's I a guess different thing. Right. It's, a, it's a short no, no, version, right. oh, short yeah, version. Good. Not sure. a com- not a combination of words. Mm. It's a short and just taking one I, off. Boys is still a word. D backs is not a word. They sometimes I sometimes do hear C boys uh, when the people talk about the the Dallas team there. You want to talk about the D backs though? Go back to the purple. You know what I mean? Go back like great, great scheme. It. 
Great yeah. scheme. That was the one that that uh, beat the Yankees in in mm-hmm. 2001 with the the bloop the bloop single. Um, By the way, back yes. to back to Pete's Instagram story. He was watching the Yankees um, and the Yanks was super super proud. And then they lost the series to the Orioles. So good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Big Pete, uh, my dad, very unhappy with how the Yankees performed. This Tough weekend, weekend for I'll the Yanks, the Rangers. Yeah. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The there is some malcontent, discontent uh, among wide receivers. We have talked yeah. a lot about wide receivers and the movement that has happened in the NFL this offseason. Uh, Devontae Adams goes to Vegas, gets the bag. Tyreek Hill goes from the Chiefs to the Dolphins, gets the bag. Can you do a, a dolphin sound for us? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> On command. This this man does not miss people. Um, yeah. <laughs> Dolphins are one of the smartest animals. Uh, uh, that's true. Uh, that's true. Um, I feel so bad for them because they have to breathe. Like I, I, I constantly think like a dolphin can never be lazy. You know what I mean? Because they, they have to. Sure. At a certain point, they're like, man, I got to go up and get air. They can't just take like an eight-hour power nap or something. Uh, but anyway, this, wait, wait, very quickly. I saw this clip recently of a dolphin teasing a seagull with a fish, like throwing it up to to kind of like mess with the. And seagull. then they brought like, the, the the seagull down. Right? I saw this too. Yeah, something crossed my mind. I'm like. Man, are there some dolphins out there that are literally smarter than I am? And I think the answer is probably yeah. What was I, the? I, he's messing with the seagull. The dolphin in the movie is Flipper, right? Shamu's the whale. Flipper's the 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 dolphin. Free Willy, yeah. Right. Oh, Willy's a different. Uh, Shamu's not the movie. Shamu's the the theme park. Uh, Willy is the movie. Um, interesting. Um, anyway, uh, Stefan Diggs gets the bag from the Buffalo Bills. Didn't have to move around. I mean, did a long time ago, but. Uh, the wide receiver market, needless to say, is exploding. Debo Samuel executed, I think, the Instagram unfollow strategy perfectly. How do we know this? Because people are talking about it. Nobody cares that Kyler. Un- In fact, Kyler had to like refollow to make it a story. Again, I just yeah. think so insignificant. Uh, I'm Debo, just, I, I'm keeping an eye on your Instagram just in case mm-hmm. uh, you eliminate anything about the Cowboys. Never, <laughs> and, never, never. And never. I'll be, you know, talking to our, our friends up, upstairs just to see. Are we going to get RJ, you know, locked in here? I mean, that, right. that would be an interesting strategy by you. Um, Debo wants the bag from the 49ers who are still clutching onto the bag that is Jimmy Garoppolo. AJ Brown wants the bag from the Tennessee Titans. Mike Vrabel said that that would never happen, that he, or excuse me, that it would never be a situation that led to him leaving, at least while he was the head coach. And now we are finding out per the reports on Monday morning that you can throw Terry McLaurin into that mix as well. They are all eligible. They are all entering the final year of their rookie deals. Um, I would add Pete that the, uh, the verbiage that came out on Monday by way of Adam Schefter clearly 
originally came from Terry McLaurin's agent uh, because Adam Schefter added a follow-up tweet that said, as a team leader, Terry McLaurin will be showing up to the off-season, you know, workouts yeah. and conditioning programs or whatever. So thank you very much for reminding us that Terry McLaurin, friend of the SB Nation NFL show, uh, is a leader. But Debo Samuel and AJ Brown expected to hold out, or at least, you know, for, you know, April's festivities. Um, this looks not good if you are in the business of having to pay a wide receiver, which these teams are. Very briefly, t- tough year for for Adam Schefter. Not that I feel all that bad. Uh, I don't feel bad everybody, at all. Yeah. Everybody, know, everybody has now established that they know where every tweet that he says comes from. Like yep. very clearly from uh, Terry McLaurin's agent to make sure that, look, people need to know that my guy is a leader and he's the yep. only one going. Anyway, back to this. You made a case about Devontae Adams and Tyree Kill. And I, I think those are interesting. I think they those contracts kind of stemmed a little bit from Christian Kirk. I think the Jags really screwed this up for everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. They gave Christian Kirk this ridiculous contract. What was what was it? Four years, eighty-four uh, ish. Um, but his his number is just insane, and he's never even reached a thousand yards. And then all of a sudden, Tyree Kill and Devontae Adams, you know, turn to their agents and they're looking at each other. It's like, man, if Same. this guy's com- WTF, Mandy. WTF, bro. Correct, right. right? So then you have these two teams in the Green Bay Packers and the Kansas City Chiefs, and this is going to be an interesting retrospective of did they make the right call here because I think there's a case for four years down the line. You say, okay, it seemed insane to let Adams go. It seemed insane to trade Tyree kill. Uh, and then maybe we were the smart ones could be wrong. Could be like, okay, we were never able to replace them. We'll have to see about that. But what's interesting is they decided, okay, we're not going to pay this contract that has been established by Christian Kirk and these insane Jaguars and overpaid our, our guys traded to the Raiders. He gets the mega deal traded to the dolphins. He gets the mega deal. That's what's not interesting when it comes to, Debo and AJ Brown and the big time leader that is T Mac. No, I think where where it becomes interesting is the Stefan Diggs deal, Mike Williams, Chris Godwin, because you had these current teams doubling down and saying, "Look, you're on our team. We want you to stay." And especially Diggs, because the Diggs contract, he didn't really even have to say anything. The Buffalo Bills were like, "Look, well, no, he. We, we, I don't know how how much tabs you kept on this. You mentioned the Cowboys side of things. Uh, Trayvon Diggs tweeted out." About two weeks before the deal came out, tweeted out, man, it'd be okay. fun to play with my brother. And and I not not to pat myself on the back, I'm not opposed to it, but I rightly saw through. I said, this this just feels like, you know, Trayvon trying to get his brother a new deal. And it worked. Fine. Okay, fine. But I'm saying it it is not like a Kyler situation where Stefan went on to his Instagram and removed all the bill stuff. Right. right so right. anyway, so the team takes care of that guy. At that point, now you're getting it's just this is I'm going through the complete domino effect of this starting with my guy Christian. But now you get to the point where, okay, so Debo and AJ Brown are like, we are the we are the foundation of our teams and our offenses. AJ Brown at times last year and even the year before has looked like clearly the best receiver in the, in the National Football League. Debo Samuel last year invented a position essentially that we have not really seen, especially in the NFL, this wide back that you're starting to see other teams copy. And so they're never going to have as much leverage as they do. And especially in today's NFL, where players are saying to themselves, look, we are going to get a fair shake if we're of a certain value and we're not going to wait another day. We're going to get it now. And with these different players in Devante and and Tyreek, and they're saying, look, we're only going to play for this amount of money. And you get you're having these guaranteed contracts that Watson established. The power of the player has never become more important. And these guys look at each other and they say, look, we could just sit out. 
eventually we're either going to get traded for picks and sign another deal or look, we're just not going to be in the league and they've made enough money and kudos to them for, for doing it. It, it, it is part of, um, you know, what, what they want, want to, um, do here and, and, and establish. And I know that there's different things in the, in the NFL players agreement that prevents, um, holdouts once these things become mandatory. So it could get more interesting, but I mean, if I'm these teams, I'm like, look, we need AJ Brown happy because maybe we're not making the playoffs without him. Same thing for Debo. And then you put these players on the team and then you're suddenly more of, of Super Bowl contenders. So um, really interesting scenarios, but I think it oddly enough, I think it all starts with Christian Kirk and that deal domino, you know, you tip the domino and, and here we are with these current players that are very disgruntled. I think when you look at this, the teams that traded away big name wide receivers this offseason include the Green Bay Packers and the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Um, and they have amazing quarterbacks, right? Like they have they have offenses that are led by their amazing MVP caliber Super Bowl winning quarterbacks, right? That is not the case for Christian Kirk's new team. That is not the case for Debo Samuel's team. That is not the case for AJ Brown's team. That is not the case for Terry McLaurin's team. That is not the case for Devontae Adams's new team. I know you love Derek Carr. That is not the case for Tyreek Hill's new team. Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill are now in situations where they are the alpha. They are the top dog. They are bigger than the quarterback on their team, which was not the case before. And so right now, Debo and AJ have that leverage, where, and Terry McLaurin too, where they are the top dog. Give me the bark one more time. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Why am I doing it? This is, you know, we get Bear so uninvited all the That's time. That's true. Yeah. This would be the one time <laughs> when we could throw to him and he could bark it up and no he, Bear. No Bear to I'll, be found. I, I'm, I'll have you know, I'm a human uh, being. He's peacefully and calmly laying down. Um, we've been working on some training stuff, so I think that's kind of like taking hold now. But um, now that's so the human has to bark. We have a right. dog in the show, and the human is barking. What, what's right. going on? Um, but that's I think that's part of it, right? Like I, I think there's and it's a fair argument if you're Debo or AJ or Terry, you're like I'm the show, I'm the offense, and uh, I mean the show. Not uh, it's been a big baseball uh, episode, not MLB the show, like the show, uh, right. like come from away. And so uh, yeah, I mean away. like. <laughs> I don't recall that uh, as a part of um, the uh, the playlist of songs, but um, anyway, um, I, yeah, I don't know how you properly deny them. Like if you're their teams, and so like they have their teams stuck, and so flip them, trade them right now, like right before the draft. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna be in this situation, trade them now so that you don't have to deal with this. Like get rid of them because you're not gonna pay you know what it requires. I mean. I love Debo. I love AJ Brown. I don't think I don't think Devontae Adams or Tyreek Hill are worth those deals I, because they're wide receivers. And people have talked so much about like a oh, wide receiver is the new running back. You just keep drafting and drafting and drafting. Like I think that we're like we people have been saying that for a long time. I think we're finally starting to see the fruit of that bear itself out. Yeah, and and I, I'm with you. You gotta you gotta trust the the quarterback at a certain point. And and I I do think the Packers and and the Chiefs are betting. That they can still win, maybe not as many games, but who, they could still win. To, to interrupt you, and I don't feel bad about it. Um, who is the top wide receiver that has been mocked to the Chiefs? Like, who's the, who's the name that like a lot of Chiefs fans throw out? Uh, everybody wants Jamison Williams to the Chiefs, which would require okay. a, tra a trade up. Sure. Okay. Fine. But whatever. If Chris Olave falls, if Traylon Burks falls, like any pick one of those dudes. Do you trust that dude with Patrick Mahomes or Tua and Tyreek Hill? Which duo do you trust more? 
Yeah, it's it's Mahomes, especially right. with the other receivers they brought in. Yeah, right. I mean, like, so I'm not saying you can throw out like any old, you know, any old jabroni, you know, a wide receiver. But like, if you have talent, cheap labor talent, first round rookie contract talent with an elite quarterback, which Kansas City has in this hypothetical, that's the much more preferable way to rock. I mean, you know, but- I I think you and I are both smart guys, right? Oh, yeah. Sometimes sometimes we put our heads together and we become the smarter, superior being, almost like the uh, than- Megazord in Power Rangers. You can argue that we're smarter than a dolphin together. Mm-hmm. What I'd say is Tannehill without Brown, you're missing the playoffs. Trey Lance without Debo, probably missing the playoffs. That's the difference. I agree. So that's what I'm saying. Those teams are stuck. Those teams. And like if you're the Niners specifically, you don't have draft capital because you have Trey Lance and you still have Jimmy Garoppolo. So like if I like I love Debo, I am not advocating for purposefully playing without him, but I would much rather get rid of him for a price tag similar to what Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill fetched than pay a big time wide receiver contract right now. And maybe I'm biased because my team got rid of a, a wide receiver that was on a big time contract, Namari Cooper, but I would not hand out, and the Cowboys thankfully got the Michael Gallup deal done without the Christian Kirk deal impacting it. But I just I don't I don't want to be part of that, right? Like I can't think of a receiver that I would feel comfortable giving that much to. And I don't blame Debo or AJ for seeing the wide receiver market. I feel bad for Terry McLaurin. I feel like he's just lost in all this. But maybe it's because he's such a great leader and he's showing up that, you know, nobody cares. Little little way too early fantasy tip. Okay. Go to uh-huh. every go to go to every team's roster and see who would fit the Debo wide back role best. Think think about taking him because I bet you there's gonna be a lot of copycatting that goes on with how the Niners use Debo. I'm I've already seen in Kansas City with Hardman, who I expect to have a, a good year. I bet Nicole. you there's a player. I bet you there's a player like that for every team. You know, uh, it used to be the day of running backs getting vultured by fullbacks, right? Like down near the goal line. And then it was just the bigger running back. The Mike, Mike Tolbert vultured a lot of touchdowns. You know what I mean? Tolby. A, people, a right? Tolby touchdown, right? right. Yeah. And now, now your, your running back's going to get down, you know, to the two. And you're thinking, all right, baby, push it in. Give me my six points. And then they're going to get vultured by this jet sweep. You know what I mean? Like there's there it, it's less and less every year of the running back that like is worth playing in fantasy. I, we're getting into a different conversation, but there's about three now that you'd maybe play. Uh, Derek and, Henry, and JT. And I don't, know. Uh, like, I, I don't want anything. I don't want JT shares at the price they'll go for this coming year. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, it's uh, going to be the one, number one, I bet. But yeah, there's not, there's not Dalvin cook. Maybe that's it. Yeah, maybe like again, it's all relative to value, but like like Christian McCaffrey, maybe. I mean, who knows? But, you know, yeah, it's hard hard to stay on the field right now. Speaking of though, Christian McCaffrey, let's transition to the Carolina Panthers, uh, because the Panthers, you know, I I like to spend a lot of time bagging on different teams. I don't know if you've you? done this before. What the Colts? I have banished from existence. I don't think the Colts should exist, and I hate, I hate. And I mentioned Peter King's football moment in America. There was all sorts of Colts glossing happening. Look at what the Colts I, have done. I, I mean, just, the- I'm, a, I'm impressed with Chris Ballard going out and getting another quarterback. This guy keeps firing, and that, you got to <laughs> like the persistence of him. It's been a tough, it's been a tough hand that he's been dealt. I and- hate the Colts. I <laughs> hate them so much. I hate the Chargers. I'm, I'm in on the Chiefs, baby. Put me my in. guy. I that's mean, my guy. That's you know. Yeah. I hate. Doubt. I hate the way that the Chargers are crowned for having accomplished nothing. Shout out to the blog father Joel Thorman, who always reminds us that Justin Herbert has never won a playoff game. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, man, like I hate the Chargers. I'm gonna. Um, I, I, Rachel, let's make sure we keep this. I'm. I'm with the Chiefs because I want to be able to play it when they face the Bills in the playoffs for the third straight year. And just remind you where your allegiance lies. Uh, Look. RJ. 
look again in the hierarchy of the AFC, I'm Team Bills. All right, but <laughs> I, I'm Chiefs over any of the other like hot buzzy teams. I'm Chiefs over okay. Bengals. I'm Chiefs over Chargers. I'm Chiefs over Colts. Like right. I, you know, I'm riding with the Bills. I've been here since day one. But after Sometimes- that. You know? Sometimes you live long enough to become the villain, and then you live long enough again to become the hero again. And I that's will where say, the Chiefs are at. <laughs> I probably, I probably take the Ravens over the Chiefs in my own personal hierarchy. Okay, that's but fine. that's that's about it. Like Bills, Ravens, and then Chiefs, and then you know whatever everybody else. Anyway, yeah. Um, back to the point. I'm I'm kind of like willing to hate the Panthers. Like the Panthers are so boring and insignificant. Um, and they're in the news because they've been connected to Baker Mayfield, who did his own interview last week, said he felt disrespected by the Browns and everybody heard all the quotes and stuff. Um, and so again, you, uh, you don't have, you don't have a comment on the, the upside down dog. I thought for sure I, you would have some, I thought, I mean, again, like, I'm just like, whatever. The Baker thing is so insignificant to me. Like, that's the most interesting thing to happen from this, like, tell-all with Baker Mayfield is that his dog is laying down. You know what I mean? Like, kind of speaks to the juice that Baker Mayfield doesn't really have right now as an NFL quarterback. But so he's been connected to the Carolina Panthers, who the Panthers, the Panthers are like the anti-Chris Ballard. Like, I will admit that Ballard at least is bringing in new bodies. The Panthers can't get anybody. Panthers cannot convince a soul to play quarterback for them. Uh, But they have been connected to Baker Mayfield over and over and over again. There was an Instagram post uh, that speculated on this happening and Robbie Anderson commented no with like several O's um, you know bemoaning the idea of Baker Mayfield joining the Carolina Panthers my take on this Pete and I mean no disrespect to Robbie Anderson but just really the Panthers like do y'all really have the right to be kind of picky at this point like you know like what 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 gives you the right Panthers like who who are you right now to to turn away any would-be savior no, and I think I think what I find most interesting about this is initially, I, if I'm not mistaken, there was quote mutual disinterest between the Panthers and Mayfield, and I think uh, the Panthers collectively have gone home and looked themselves in the mirror and said, "Why are we disinterested when our quarterback right now is Sam Darnold, who very clearly is not a starter in the NFL?" Baker Mayfield, same thing. That's Robbie Anderson's boy, though, by the way, Sam Darnold. So you bite your tongue. Yeah, that's fine. Baker Mayfield, same thing in in his camp, probably looking himself in the mirror and saying, I can't get anyone to spend anything on me because they know the Browns are in such a bad place when it comes to leverage. This is going to take a while because I think the Browns are just waiting until they feel like they get proper value for a, a former number one overall pick. And there's not a lot of suitors. Like, I think from the way Pete Carroll has talked, it seems like, He'd be willing to try with Drew Locke, who well, and they just a, signed Geno Smith too, the Seahawks, or Geno, right? I, I forgot about that. Geno as well. I, I think it'll probably be like a battle, probably one that Geno actually will get the first crack at. But they're similar quarterbacks, and they finally have a, a quarterback, you know, in Pete's mind that it can be run first. This that Pete, they're, not this Pete, right? There's yeah, there's not going to be yeah, Pete. This is a little bit of a Pete on Pete crime, but there's not going to be any of these cries to let Geno cook or let Drew cook. They're finally going to be able to run. So let's see if they can win with it, and they won't be bothered anymore. Anyway, I think they're prepared to again go at it with Drew or Geno, likely Geno, uh, and so that kind of ruins the leverage that the Browns had, had there. So it becomes a single team where it's like the Panthers almost have to make this move, um, but again, I. They're one of one in a sense, so they can wait and just say, "Look, we understand he's a former number one overall pick. We'll give you a fifth. How do you, you know? How do you feel about that?" Well, so are the Panthers to Baker Mayfield what the Colts were to Carson Wentz? 
Is that the is that like a legitimate comp? Because remember last year it was like, well, it's the Colts. Like no nobody's interested. Nobody cares. I think, no. I think it's a little different because Carson because Wentz, Wentz had played well at one point, right? Like, is that it? No, I think the opposite. Like, I think Wentz was clearly completely broken and a, like a broken quarterback. And, and he shattered. went for a first rounder. Like, and, and, like, and Baker can't Baker, get anything. Baker, very, I mean, I think very clearly they forced to play hurt and he looked like he was playing hurt and he looked bad. The last time he was healthy, and I think it was a little bit of a product of a system of having the best one two running back tandem in the league with the play action and stuff, but they were playing to his strengths. He said he, the last time he was healthy, he went to the playoffs. I, I, I mean, I don't, I think it, I, I know hindsight is 2020. So you have to remember that. And we know that Wentz was a disaster and is now uh, taking command elsewhere, Take but command. I, at this stage think Baker has slightly more upside than Wentz did. There was more hope for Wentz because you were pairing him with Frank Reich, which is had success before. I guess that's the difference is Baker doesn't have the like like his Juliet. You know what I mean? The Mayfield, yeah. Right. The Mayfield rule, there's nothing there. There's no energy there. But I just There's big former Big Twelve energy, baby. That's it. I mean isolated players though, I you know, I, I like Mayfield, I think. I think it's amazing because the reason that Baker is even available, so to speak, is horrible on the Browns. Like, again, the Browns losers, you mentioned it's been a rough year for Adam Schefter. Like, the Browns are the biggest losers of the offseason, right? Uh, from from a morality standpoint, the Browns really suck. And from, nobody... Certainly from certainly from a morality standpoint, right. but say there's no suspension and they're 5-0, and oh, it's going to be a really weird but, feeling. But so my, my point is is that Baker is only available because the, the Browns quote-unquote upgraded – in a really scumbaggy sort of way, right? <laughs> you you would think that the like PRness of that would would lend well to Baker. You know what I mean? Like you you would think that like there would be this like bounce for him in the public eye that people would would feel for him. You know what I mean? Like the people would be like, man, you really got a bad deal there the way the Browns treated you. That's like nobody's take at all. Nobody really feels that way. I think people do acknowledge that, you know, Baker's you know not in a great situation, but I think he's just been so bad that people are like, yeah, that sucks, but like I don't want to be associated with you. You know what I mean? I just think the news cycle in the NFL is so fast that people can, you know, you can forget things fairly easily. And that that's true, except when there's like repeatable stories that are similar to like stories in the past. And what I mean is this morning when you put Baker Mayfield on the rundown, I went back and watched the clips from Oklahoma and Kansas and where he is uh, cursing at them from the other sideline, pointing at them and grabbing his crotch or planting the Oklahoma flag in the center of the field. Or when the Browns started to have some success early on, and people were still getting on Baker and he was chirping back to the media. And then finally, eventually it was like, I need to act like a man and a, and a pro. And then you fast forward to this off season when they're interested in Deshaun Watson. This is before that they, you know, they even acquired him. And he, he puts out that odd letter and now does this obscure podcast with the upside down dog. I, it's just a, a pattern of looking like someone that you don't want to make the face of your franchise. And I think that's the disconnect here because had he just not done all of these things and just was the player he was, the same exact player he was on the field, I think he'd have a lot more interest. And I think this thing might even be already done. But there's just so many of those like cliche flaws that seem obvious that, you know, leads to you to, you believe there's a little bit of immaturity there. 
where an organization is like not trying to sacrifice their whole future on him. And the Browns know, like the Browns have to know by now, he is not showing up to anything. And I think everybody you, knows do, that. But do you think they care? Like, I mean, like, I, I don't they think care they care to at all. Point. They care to a point of wanting to maximize the value of the trade, which is, it's it's just a it's a but situation I, that leads you to a complete stalemate of the Browns and the rest of the league. I think they're just like, look, if you're going to leave, we're going to pick up value. But if you don't leave and we don't get the value, that's OK. Like, I think they've recognized that that value is not going to be that high. So they're like, whatever. But we're not letting you go until we get at least something legitimate for you. So it's like it's it's funny in a really dark and twisted way that the Houston Texans essentially transferred their situation to Cleveland because now where Deshaun was just this weird guy standing in the background as Davis Mills took over. Now Watson's going to be the guy and May- Mayfield has become like for obviously very different reasons, but the Watson, mm-hmm. like he's not going to show up, probably not going to throw. Maybe he'll show up to avoid a fine, but I'm sure he's not going to practice. And I, I think that's the type of situation you want to get out of as soon as possible at this point, just eat it and get him out of your building. Let everyone start fresh. Like you're trying to start fresh. Of course you're, you're in a way not starting fresh with this weird quarterback you, you brought in. But at, at this stage, if, if your good franchise is going to take a step forward, just get rid of him already. Take what you can and start over. In my opinion, that's what I would do if I was Cleveland. Very weird, very awkward, very clunky. Um, sucks. Sucks a lot. Um, okay, Pete, it's that time. We've been waiting, uh, with bated breath. And I think we're, we're owed an apology. If I say so myself, I think you agree. Uh, Rachel, the time has come. You are going to hand out today's MF double MVP. Not a democracy, not a vote today. It's no all vote. on you. Do you have anything you want to say? We're all Wait, waiting. I, I would like oh. to say something very, very quickly. Just because RJ is upset about last week doesn't mean <laughs> you have to appease him. <laughs> By making an unfair decision. No, I, I I want it to be right and fair. Yeah. I don't want this slanted sort of awarding sure. that happened last week. That's all I'm okay. saying. I already have my uh, decision made before, you know. Oh. And no, I do not apologize because, yes, I like the decisions <laughs> I've made in the past. But for today's episode, because of your strong take on Baker Mayfield's character flaws... In the past, stemming back from like Oklahoma, it's all coming back. (laughs) I'm gonna go with Pete gets. Oh my god! I think that's well said. I think it's well earned. I (laughs) he really deserves it. Uh, you know, Pete didn't award the come out of the the week. The come down of the off season is uh, former Oklahoma Heisman Trophy winners because Kyler downgrade (laughs) Baker downgrade. Uh, So Pete, the floor is yours. I mean, how do you feel? Well, I, I think what has become very interesting about the MF double MVP is that RJ has had way more cracks at this than I have. I've I've missed a couple shows here. You know, there's been stuff going on. It's not uh, a, it's and, not a me thing. It's for everyone and, to share. And my my percentage is higher. I mean, it just is way higher. And I I'm I'm grateful for that. Uh, and I hope to to keep the trend going. You know, I hope to keep the trend going. I've I've now had two shows in a row. Don't forget, I missed last week. Mm-hmm. Two. Um, double MF MVPs in it's a row. MF double MVP, not double. <laughs> and MVP. Yeah. you know what? Uh, tune in next Monday because we're gonna try to keep this train rolling, baby. Like the Kansas City Chiefs couldn't. Pete is actually oh, going for the three piece. Um, uh, so four, four AFC title games in a row. <laughs> four. Did they win them all? Did they? Did they? Did they win even a majority of them? No. Okay. So cool. They won. No. Pass. This is the okay. attitude you awarded. Rachel, just so you know, this loser mentality. I mean, I so. got to check into my flight tomorrow to get back to Kansas City. 
do you need us to end the show? Do you need us to hold while you check in? Is no, this, no, gotta no, get, no. Gotta I, get that A listing. Okay. I got two um, minutes. Everyone, uh, thank you for joining us. Rachelle, thank you. Pete, thank you. RJ, thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Um, so, Pete, the final words belong to you. Make them great. Fins up. more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.